0: Hello, and welcome to The Alt-Left.
1: Welcome back to The Alt-Left, everybody. The only podcast that broadcasts directly from Ted Cruz's bunker in Cancun. (laughs) Glad you're here with us. Joining me as always, Technomancer. And producer, engineer, extraordinaire, the good Reverend Dr. K.
0: Good evening, everyone. <laughs>
1: and uh, my lifelong arm candy, Matthew Jumbo Johnson.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Fuck you, Ted Cruz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the tagline, and I am your host, Chris. I uh, want to let everyone know we're about to hit the big 2-0. This is episode number 19, uh, which does mean it's officially way too old for Matt Gates to fuck.
2: Yep. Yeah. Sorry, Gatesy. You're done, dude. Can't focus anymore.
1: We've aged out. Yep. But uh, if you ever feel nostalgic, and need to rub one out, you can always go back to episode ten. So, uh, speaking of Republican pedophiles, um, there's a lot. So let's narrow it down. Let's talk about good old Gatesy, the guy who won't shut the fuck up to save his own life.
2: Oh, you didn't hear? He he didn't do anything. Uh, he sh- he's shown girlfriends a good time before, but he's completely innocent of everything. You know, all these charges are coming up against him.
1: We are talking about Republican pedophile Matt Gates. Matt Gates, the Republican pedophile.
2: Yeah, yeah, Republican pedophile, Matt Gates. Him.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make just want to make sure we we're talking about the right Republican pedophile, Matt Gates, the pedophile.
0: Is there more than one Republican pedophile named Matt Gates?
1: To be fair, I don't mean all Republicans. I mean Republican politicians. Republicans are just the people who vote for pedophiles.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
1: Which, you know, something we need to talk about with this is, you know, the Republic the, the conservatives in the United States have been just stroking so hard about child sex trafficking and you know hillary clinton and i don't know buddha and whoever else they want to lump in is kidnapping kids at the bottom of a chucky e. cheese and you know it's a big child pedophile ring it's all pedophiles epstein was one of them and blow blah, up blah, blah. and then here we actually have a guy who allegedly committed child sex trafficking by bringing minors over caught for one who knows how long this has been going on bringing minors over state lines to pay to bang them
0: oh not not just state lines uh he flew her out of the fucking country oh fair enough out of the fucking country
1: uh the point is he he was doing his best pedo bear impression that's a reference for you millennials but yeah this guy you know is basically trying to nail children all the time and the republicans are super quiet about it i mean don't get me wrong it's refreshing to not hear them fall over themselves to defend him like they did the pedo president trump
2: i'd feel a lot better if they actually said something against him not falling over to defend him is not the same as actually condemning him and none of them have done that either like they're all just pretty quiet right now
1: yeah trump could come out and tell matt gates to stand back and stand by right
2: yeah, like while they're not
0: being cheerleaders on the sideline, I, I don't fucking care. They need to come out and and basically say that this kind of behavior is not acceptable by anyone, even those in our same party. And then none of them have done that. Yeah, they all avoid him like the fucking plague. So fucking what?
2: Except for one, here's one. There is one that's actually come out in in defense of him, and guess who it is? Good old Ku Klux Klanny herself, Marjorie Taylor Fucking Green. Who's surprised? The queen poster child of QAnon bullshit is defending the guy that is literally guilty of everything she professed to believe was happening.
1: I mean, maybe these allegations aren't real, and they just came from Jewish space lasers.
2: <laughs> yeah, but she believes in those too, so that still doesn't track.
1: Yeah, she, she's like the ancient aliens guy of politics.
2: Yep,
0: very much so. She just drives me absolutely mad.
1: Yeah, and, and, and who's surprised that she's the one defending him? Like, I'm actually a little surprised that one of the tr- like one of the big Trumpers hasn't come out for him besides her. But the Republicans have been super silent. And not only is it disgusting and hypocritical that. Remember, this is the party that talks about family. Uh, <clears throat> let me refresh that. Uh, was a family? Yeah. This is the party that talks about family values. This is the party that talks about Christian values. This is the party that's supposed to be the one that upholds morality. And here they are not saying a word about a child sex trafficker, which puts, I mean, again, no one here is surprised on. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that Republicans suck, or at least we think they do. That shouldn't be a shocker, but what doubles down on it is the QAnon bullshit because the GQP has really just put their nickel down on the fucking Q conspiracy, right? They've decided these basement dwellers really have a pulse on what's going on with the elite and they go after people and they make all these allegations about they're just here to protect the children. And then here we have a guy who's fucking children and they're silent when he's a Republican. And then to add a triple layer of hypocrisy, they are never silent about Democrats, right? So, what do we got here? I mean, let's bring out the worst. What is the absolute worst case scenario? Is Anthony Weiner, right? Good old Carlos Danger himself.
2: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony Weiner's the big one.
1: But the thing is, Anthony Weiner was already disgraced when we actually found out he was a Matt's Gate style scumbag. They wanted him gone when he sent a dick pic to his girlfriend. Yeah. Who was an adult.
0: Well, because he's a
1: depraved
0: sex addict.
1: Yeah. Didn't you know that? Here's the thing. They happened to be right, but they were accidentally right. That's the problem. Yeah. Is we didn't know anything about him at this point. And again, let's look at Bill Clinton. Was Bill Clinton sleazy? Absolutely. And yes, his... It, we can talk about his BJ being with an adult. It was consensual. It was still gross. At minimum, it was sexual harassment because you cannot say that there was not a gnarly power dynamic. Oh, yeah. Oh, with
2: yeah. the well, like 50
1: totally something year old president of the United States nailing his like 19 year old intern. Like, obviously, there's a power dynamic. Clearly, like, was it consenting? Sure. But it was pretty fucked up. Was it consenting? Yes, but it was still fucked up. And something can be unethical and still be consenting, right? Yep. But that's the worst you got on Bill Clinton, right?
2: Well, and it's okay to be a sexual deviant as long as both people are equally sexually deviant and consenting to being sexually deviant. Yeah, well, look at Katie Hill.
1: Yeah. Katie Hill. Again, same kind of thing as Bill Clinton, like totally banged someone who was a staffer, which again, power dynamic, not cool. And I would be for the nailing of her if the Republicans would do it to themselves as well. But Katie Hill literally had a, had a, had a thruple relationship with her intern and it was her husband or her boyfriend. I remember anyway, Hus-
2: ex-husband, ex-husband, ex-husband.
1: Yeah. So she has this three way relationship all with consenting adults. And then she gets slut shamed for it. And the GQP is all about getting rid of her and how we can't have this. This is, this is a conduct unbecoming. Meanwhile, these guys have Matt Gates, who fucks children over state and, 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 and nation lines. We got Brett Kavanaugh, who goes up there and screams about drinking beer as an excuse. And he has calendars proving that he was, I don't know, washing his socks with Snooki or whatever the fuck he was doing. And that's okay, because that makes him not a rapist. And we got Clarence Thomas. I mean, dude was literally one of the first national outcries against sexual harassment, which, by the way, Joe Biden was definitely on the side of sexual harassment on that one. Keep that one in mind for later. But yeah, you have Joe Biden and Clarence Thomas nailing a woman for speaking at at the time of the Clarence Thomas case. For those of you who aren't old, Clarence Thomas is a Supreme Court justice and human dirtbag. And when he was first being nominated as a very conservative justice to the Supreme Court, a woman who used to work for him named Anita Hill, who is a lawyer and is a genius and an amazing fighter for women's rights. Uh, was horribly sexually harassed by him. I mean, it was constant. Uh, She absolutely fought against him. Just terrible, lewd things were constantly said to her. Clarence Thomas did everything he possibly could to try and get with her in the most sleazy, depraved, and power-abusing ways possible. And so she looked at this and decided that this shouldn't be a man who sits on the highest court in the land and made public what he did to her years Mm -hmm. earlier. And as this woman who, again, you, you can't get a more perfect case of, of, of anyone than Anita Hill. I mean, I don't think she even got a parking ticket in her whole life. Anita Hill is this amazing human being with a, with a perfect background. Um, I think she's now like a law professor or something like that. She goes to these accusations, and she is just dragged through the dirt. Everyone's like, oh, she's just doing this for the fame, and she's just doing this for whatever reason. The usual excuses that we always lay on women who accuse men. We've seen this in the Harvey Weinstein case, and we saw an exact replica of this in the Brett Kavanaugh case. And it's interesting to me that we have Democrats like Joe Biden supporting the allegations against Kavanaugh, But when he was in a position of actual power to do something about it in the Senate, he dragged Anita Hill through the mud, called her a liar, went after her and was cruel to her in those hearings. This
2: is what the Republicans do. It doesn't make it okay just because he decided when it was politically advantageous to be so to suddenly be on the side of women. You don't get a pass for that. I don't want to hear anybody coming up being like, but but look at all he's done since then and he's learned his lesson. It's not a fucking lesson that you should have to learn that way. I was told growing up, don't sexually harass women. So you know what I did? I didn't fucking sexually harass women. It's not that hard. You just don't be a douchebag slimeball. Joe Biden couldn't handle that and was a douchebag slimeball and had to evolve on these issues, you know, like most Democrats do.
1: And evolve when it's most convenient, you know, kind of like Hillary Clinton on gay rights. This is what happens when your liberal party isn't even liberal. As you get this, as you get these random concessions of, well, I'm going to be a shithead most of the time. And then when I and then when I am so far to the right of where the public and modern times actually are, I'll evolve and I'll give some concession of them like, well, fine, I guess the homos are people.
0: There are some things that you just shouldn't have to evolve on. Boom. And that's one of them. You shouldn't have to evolve on whether it's okay to harass women or to sexually abuse them or to do anything to them. There, yeah. are, there are things that just should be, and that's one of them. I, I don't see why this is such a big fucking deal for so many people. Why they have to have this, you know, well, that was a different time. No, th- it's never been okay. Never, ever has it been okay to have sex with underage people. Never has it been okay to beat a woman. Never has it been okay to abuse or sexually harass a woman in any form or fashion. It wasn't okay in the fucking 60s. It wasn't okay in the 70s. It was accepted, but it wasn't okay. And it wasn't even always accepted.
1: Like, that's the thing. It was accepted by some forms of culture. Okay, the 1940s was a different time. Are we not allowed to criticize the fucking Holocaust? The medieval ages were were centuries ago. Are we not allowed to say that feudalism was bad and the people who promoted it were shitty? Are we not allowed to say lynching was bad because the South was different back then? Are we not allowed to say slavery was bad because a different time? Are we not allowed to talk about how the founding fathers were rapist slave owners? No. Because not only, it's a different time is horseshit. I never bought into that. Your humanity doesn't have an expiration date or a time of birth. You are either no. a human being or you are not. And evidence of that is all these times where people say, it was a different time back then. You can always find major chunks of the populace that think your shitty behavior was shitty.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. There were people fighting against slavery while we still had slaves. Yep. Like. There are people that are on the right side of history. It wasn't just like a period of time where every fucking person living in America thought slaves were a good idea. No, there were people that thought it was horrible and wanted to fight against it.
1: Pull up your Wikipedia kids and look up people like John Brown and Thaddeus Stevens Steve and Stevens. Then tell me that, or look, you know, I mean, look at the, the entire underground railroad, look at yeah. Harriet Tubman and tell me that no one thought slavery was a bad fucking idea.
2: Yeah. And keep yeah. in mind, there
0: was, there was plenty of
1: people,
2: she ran people through the homes of white. Uh, landowners like it wasn't just her on her own she had supporters it was just a product of the time is a stupid fucking argument and usually it's said by people that are still kind of agreeing with the views that happened in that time it's usually horseshit look at where look at where it comes from is the first thing you should say when when uh a guy that has no problem when a white dude has who has no problem dropping the n-word because his grandma did it just says well it was just a top part of the time probably not a reliable source for uh, good behavior in modern times
0: yeah yeah being a product
1: of your time doesn't mean shit we're all products of our time we can choose to be human beings or we can choose to be monsters and th- that choice has never changed
2: my grandmother is 92 years old she absolutely believes in rights for the lgbtq community she's never been in favor of racism of any kind uh she's been a little bit weird about the trans issue, but once we explained it to her, she got it and was like, Oh, that makes sense. It's that easy. She's 92 fucking years old and she can understand this. Why can't 20 year olds?
1: Yeah, I don't, I, again, I, I just don't want to hear it. If Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Bernie Sanders can be on the right side of history, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: So speaking of people who need to shut the fuck up, let's talk about vaccine deniers going on
2: right now. Oh, my God. Here we go. Yep. These fucking pieces of shit. Oh, my God.
1: Something about this, though, you know, you're allowed to believe whatever crazy nonsense you want. Like, you want to think the moon landing was a hoax? I mean, you're an idiot, but okay, You want to think the Earth is flat? Like, man, you are just seven kinds of stupid, but you're allowed to be stupid. I mean, the Republican Party isn't illegal. Like, it's fine. You're allowed to be as stupid as you want to be. If you want to think the Earth is fucking flat, you go right ahead, buddy. You wear that tinfoil hat. You believe in flat Earth all you want.
0: Yeah, if you want to believe that God is real.
1: (laughs) That doesn't fucking kill anyone. But vaccine denial absolutely does. Vaccine causes, vaccine denial causes harm. Because you're not just fucking yourself over. You're fucking over people with compromised immune systems. And if you want to say that science is bullshit, you don't believe in it, that's fine. But you better be living in the fucking Amish camp, not tweeting on your fucking satellite connected cell phone about how science is bullshit.
2: Yep. 100%. And actually this vaccine, now there's always been anti-vaxxers, but the modern vaccine movement can be traced to one fucking person. Yeah. Uh, um, Wakefield. I always forget his first name. But this motherfucker had uh, stock and investments in a new measles vaccine. So in order to boost his own wallet and fill it with money, he went out there and published this bogus, bogus fucking report in a well-known science journal called The Lancet. Now, The Lancet is actually a legitimate journal. They've actually since retracted this because it was all it was falsified information. He, yeah. he came to bad conclusions. All this stuff. There was no link between uh, the MMR vaccine and autism, but that's what he found in this bullshit study. So that his new MMR vaccine, his new measles vaccine, would get traction. Now this guy has since lost his license. He's a joke in any kind of medical professional. Circles. Oh yeah. Yeah. Again, the publication that published this did a retraction.
1: The Lancet. It was the Lancet. They they published it and immediately yanked it.
2: Not yeah. immediately, actually. It was, it was um, more recent. Uh, this only happened, I think, in the last five to 10 years. I the
1: thought decade. The Lancet pulled it that same year.
2: Uh, I'll have to I could check. be wrong.
1: We can double check. We can Google that later.
2: But, I, I thought it took him a while. But regardless, the point still stands. This happened in, like, I want to say, like 1999 is when he did this, or 1998, somewhere around there. It was like 1998 late 1998 study. Okay, there you go. But this one person who is literally the most, one of the most dishonest people you could possibly Wait, It know. wasn't just one, though. I mean,
1: we, the, the good name of Dr. Jenny McCarthy.
2: Well, hold on. I'm getting to that. It all starts with him, though. That's the thing. She read his work and got involved because of it. And that's kind of why we talk about how words cause harm, because this one person doing nothing more than getting his voice out there is really the backbone of the modern day anti-vax movement. Not that there haven't been anti-vaxxers before, but he drove it with this yes. bullshit stuff. And he's still out there doing book tours. He's got a whole cult following around oh, him yeah. peddling this bullshit because it makes him money. Yep, And people like Jenny McCarthy have just flocked to it. But this is a perfect example of how words cause harm. And so when we say racism harms and hate speech harms – This is a good example of that. Words do have meaning. They carry weight and they can inflict damage.
1: They have consequences and we need to act like they do. Freedom of speech is important. It's vital. But what a lot of people don't get is your freedom of speech is about addressing grievances to the government. It's about expressing your personal religious views. It's about not being censored simply for speaking something that the government does not like. It is not an encouragement to spread lie. We have slander and libel laws for this reason. You can't just come out with bullshit that harms people. Unfortunately, spreading anti vax nonsense isn't illegal. But it's ethically bankrupt. It leads to a lot of bad fucking science. Like, for instance, okay, if you guys saw in the news, Georgia has just stopped Johnson & Johnson vaccines.
0: What? I didn't hear that. Because the voting laws weren't making them shitty enough.
1: Right? Yeah, so Georgia stopped it uh, because a whopping one person went to the hospital. After getting vaccinated, and a total, including him, a total of eight people experienced what they call adverse reactions. Again, only one person even needed to go to the hospital. Of that day's vaccine, they gave 425 people Johnson and Johnson vaccines. Who's got a okay? Who's got a calculator up? What is eight out of 425? What's the percentage rate of that one? It's 0.
0: 0.125.
2: Oh, 125. Okay.
1: So a 12 percent rate of self-reporting and only one person confirmed how do you compare that to the background rate of anything if you get me 425 people who had a glass of water today i guarantee you eight of them felt bad at some point in the day one of them probably had to go to the hospital
2: well and that's that's the problem with with these anti-vaxxers is they'll law they'll lock onto any nugget of truth that they can to then Say, oh, this proves what we've been saying. It's bad science. They're starting with the conclusion and then looking for evidence. But it's like you said,
1: three states have done this now,
2: uh, and, and it's not just states too. Uh, there was, there's been a big thing with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine about blood clots. That's really where they started. I think Canada had a big scare with this too. There was some, and this is something that the anti-vaxxers again started because there was before they did human trials, and it was a very loose animal trial situation and scientists are going like, well, you know, as we're doing human trials, these are the things we should look out for. During those trials, one of the things on that list was blood clots. And then a percentage of people reported having blood clots after getting the vaccine. And what they found out is is exactly what you were talking about, Chris. They looked at the number compared to the number that got the vaccine. Let's let's say, I'm going to pick a round number. I think it was like low, but it was like, let's say 60 people out of something like you know, 800,000 people who got the vaccine, right? Well, here's the thing. If you take any number of people, let's just say 600,000 people that, or 800,000 people that that didn't get the vaccine, about 60 of them are going to report blood clots. So like statistically speaking, there's nothing significant about this at all. There is no effect. You cannot say that's an effect, but because people got wind of it. And of course the anti-vaxxers decided to blow this up. Governments of course have to start covering their asses because if it's true regardless of whether or not it actually is on the chance it might be if they look like they didn't take action they're all going to lose their jobs. so then governments and states start shutting things down and say no we're not going to do this in the interest of public health even though listen to me as i say this there is no fucking evidence that there is anything wrong with the johnson and johnson vaccine
1: yeah the cdc has found nothing actual scientists
0: can't find anything wrong that's because there's nothing wrong People
2: die. Yeah, but people like Jenny McCarthy get on their fucking soapbox and use their voices to harm people. It's why we have resurgence in things like measles, polio, diseases that were on their way out or completely gone have now regained a foothold, not just in this country, but across the world because of one person exercising their right to speak.
1: Yeah. And look at this snowball effect. Not only are people not getting vaccinated, so they're literally going to kill others not just kill their children, not just kill their parents. If you want to be some jackass and say that vaccines are too dangerous and I'm not going to take one, it's my right, my body, blah, blah, blah. Think of the people who are cancer patients. Think of people who have diseases that have autoimmune problems. Think of people with weakened immune systems, people who are double and triple
0: compromised. The problem is, is that people that are those things and the people around them that refuse to get vaccines don't fucking care that they can't.
1: Yeah. And that's the worst part. It's almost like drunk drivers, you know, typically the drunk driver is the one who has the highest rate of survivability. And it seems that these pieces of shit only kill the impacted around them.
2: Yep. Little kids, families, completely innocent people just driving down the road, trying to get home, yep. plowed into by a drunk driver and that fucker survives. Well, congratulations. You, you just killed the family.
1: And now in this terrible pandemic where people are still dying by the boatloads, we're now going to stop dosing a vaccine. Because eight people had a tummy ache and don't understand how fucking science works.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When your car breaks down, do you not go to the mechanic? I, I want to see one of these Trumpers who doesn't understand how to fix their car just start throwing wrenches at it and being like, ah, my fucking car, my rights. Like, no, you, you see a fucking expert. When you want to get a tooth pulled, you go to the fucking dentist. They go to the barber and the hairdresser. Like, these people seek skilled people trades people out to do services for them they can't do yet when it comes to science we want to tell scientists and doctors and medical professionals and researchers that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about i'ma rub some jesus on me and everything's going to be fine and i'm going to go ahead and kill your friends and family and my neighbors because my rights and that's the problem with a hyper individualistic culture this is why america sucks
2: my favorite line is like, well, everything just keeps changing and they, they, they don't know what's going on. They change their mind. Yeah. That's how fucking science works. Yes, as we a good get more, thing, Yeah. As we get more data, we learn more and we change our fucking minds. It's not that hard. And I'm getting a little heated about this because even my own boss today, this week, drop that line it was something to the effect of oh "Oh, dr fauci he doesn't know one day we can wear one mask one day we should wear two yeah because as we learn more and do studies we learn that we need to change the way we're behaving to better protect ourselves that's how fucking science works
1: and that mentality of the person who changed their opinion when they were given better information is somehow less credible than the person who dug their heels in and told you to put fucking bleach down your throat are you kidding me and here's the thing you want to use essential oils you want to put jade eggs up your snatch and 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 quartz crystal in your pooper go for Feel it free have, do fun. It. have fun man do it make your witch drinks i don't care do it hail satan make it awesome put some gin in there too while you're at it do all the healing you want if you truly have a belief that herbalism is going to save you go for it i'm not saying you shouldn't do it But also get the fucking vaccine because people I know and love can't. And you're a piece of shit if you think your personal body autonomy goes over their right to fucking live. Get the vaccine. And especially even if you're not going to get the vaccine, shut the fuck up about it.
2: Yeah, stay the fuck home. Like That's the other thing, too. Like, even if you don't want the vaccine, I would be okay with someone that was that was pulling the my body stuff if they also agreed to just stay the fuck home and never come out.
1: Yeah, but the, most of the people who are decrying the vaccine are also the ones out licking doorknobs.
0: Yep. Now, also, I want to make a, a point here. We're not talking about people that just don't understand the science. We're not talking about people that are hesitant because they just don't understand. We're talking about people who are willfully yeah. not getting the vaccine. because The, the advocates. The, the advocates. The people that are telling other people not to. Because I, I work with a lot of people that are uh, not super educated, you know, high school educations. And a lot of them come to me and ask me questions. And I had another guy that was like, hey, tell me about this in relation to the vaccine. Why do we if we're getting vaccinated, why do we have to still wear our masks? And I was trying to get him to understand that just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you can't carry it and give it to someone else. Just because you won't get sick, just because you won't show any symptoms, doesn't mean that you don't still don't have the virus inside of you. Yeah. And that at some point in time, if you don't wear a mask, you can then give it to someone else. Yeah. Because we wear masks, not for ourselves, but for other fucking people.
1: Yeah. And yeah. not being a reservoir for a virus does not mean you can't be a vector for a virus.
0: Exactly. And so... Uh, It took him a a little while to kind of understand this. But once he finally did it, like you could see the light bulb go off in his head like, oh, that makes complete sense. And he's like, I'm going to go get vaccinated and having a little bit of education for a lot of people is all they need. The problem is, is that we have an issue In this country with mainstream media as well as non-mainstream media not doing a very good job of disseminating real good information on why we need to do things. Scientists are horrible communicators. Yep. They've always been horrible communicators. That's why being a science communicator is actually a fucking thing. Yes. Being a person that can take What the scientist says and translated into average person is a fucking
2: skill. Which is why Neil deGrasse Tyson is so fucking popular.
0: It's why Neil deGrasse Tyson is a fucking
1: hero. It's why Bill Nye is a hero. It's why Karis Anna Maria is a hero. These are people. It's why Carl Sagan is a hero.
2: Karis Anna Maria is awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Quick plug for she'll never hear us, but even even though I'm desperately in love with her, <laughs> she actually has a great podcast called Talk Nerdy to me. Check it out.
2: Oh, and she's also a co-host on the Skeptics Guide to the Universe.
0: Another amazing podcast.
2: If you are into science communi- like learning about science and critical thinking, both of those shows yeah. you need to check out. Yeah,
0: Kay got me into Skeptic's Guide
1: to the Universe, and then Kay and I wouldn't stop talking about it. We got mad into it. Skeptic's <laughs> Guide to the Universe is it is a Team of educated science communicators, and it's worth your time. Check it out. And they did not pay us for that. The point is, listen to the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, it's a fantastic podcast, and that's why science communication is important. And this is not a science show, but we will go all day long to advocate for them because this is what's important is yeah. facing facts, you know, and you know, and some even people we don't like can be on the right side of this. Like, look at Biden, for instance, right? Joe Biden. I will give him props for one thing and one thing only. Two things. He had a couple epic high fives with the bomb, and that was pretty sweet looking. Uh, but really, Biden has done like just I can't I can't think of Joe Biden not see the meme of him looking out the window and say, I'm coming for you, baby hands. Loved it. <laughs> just beautiful. I wish Joe Biden was the Joe Biden of the memes or the Joe Biden the Republican Party screams to me about. But instead, all we have is a conservative rapist, allegedly. But the point is. Joe Biden actually did a solid here on COVID. Now, Joe Biden didn't create the vaccine, nor did his administration. Nope. The Trump administration didn't either. American scientists somehow got it by while that piece of shit was in office. But Joe Biden has actually taken what is this rollout and actually done his best, put qualified people in charge, spoke truth to fact. Faced reality and has rolled the COVID vaccine out as best as anyone could after that fucking Tangerine Mussolini got out of office. But that's the only thing I give him because he has taken the victory lap from that. And man, you want to talk about getting your money's worth? He is riding on that alone because right now, I'm assuming a lot of our listeners watch the news or at least, you know, CNN, that kind of national news. Have you guys been seeing just the absolute masturbation fest they've been doing about Biden's infrastructure plan? Oh, yeah. Just, oh, "Oh my God, he's going to build bridges. It's like you just see, like, Rachel Maddow and Don Lemon, you know, just rubbing their nipples talking about bridges. And it's fucking ridiculous. And it's like, this is Fox News shit. Like, okay, is infrastructure important? Absolutely infrastructure is very important and it is something that has been neglected and we do need to deal with but you know before we bomb syria and build bridges can i get some fucking health care there's a pandemic going on and we will not address two things everyone's going homeless and having trouble feeding their children and no one has health care who's not working
2: and even a lot of people who are working um Um, once we open back up and everyone's vaccinated, everything's just going to be fine and work itself out.
1: That's great. And and I'm Uh really glad that, that, that some people think that, that. um, I got to tell you, I work and I'm a student. I don't have healthcare. Something happens to me. I I can't, I can't afford a a $2,000 Wii U wagon to the hospital.
2: Yeah. And, and honestly, Kay and I only have so many kidneys to give.
1: Yeah. It it really comes down to, I can't, uh, and the, the funny thing is I'm too poor. My job doesn't offer healthcare. And I am too poor to pay for it out of pocket, but I am also too rich to qualify for government-sponsored health care. So I yeah, just that get sounds to familiar
2: die. To you, that's a good portion of the United States.
1: I, I just get to die. That's what, that's what happens. If something happens to me, I just get to die. Well, it serves you right. Yeah.
2: I mean Pull thank- yourself up by your bootstraps, dude. Come on. Yeah.
1: Thank God uh my genetics were poor in the hair department and not the <laughs> disease department.
0: <laughs>
1: because I'm bald, but my ticker is great, thankfully. Thank <laughs> knock on some fucking wood. Uh God, I, I remember going into the a doctor's visit years ago, years and years ago. You know, and the doctor's like, Well, you're you're quite overweight and uh you know, do you, uh, do you smoke? And I, I, now I don't anymore. I've quit thankfully. Um, but I did at the time. I was like, Oh, like a chimney. And he's like, how's your diet? And I'm like, like, it's terrible. And he's like, do you drink? I'm like, like a fish. And I was like, why What's wrong? <laughs> and he's like, nothing, but stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I lucked out that even though, you know, if the body's a temple, mine's been a Roman orgy, <laughs> I have abused myself in, in just the worst ways and luckily have very little poor parts to show for it. But that's not going to last forever. But the point is, if I get into a car accident, I'm fucked. What if my, when it, what if my lucky streak of having no major issues stops? What if I develop dangerous hypertension what if i got diabetes what if i had a stroke what if i had a heart attack what if i had a kidney failure you know what if what if what if my liver fucked off you know what if i what you know what if i broke my brain like it doesn't matter if something happened to me that was either internal or a cataclysm from an outside source it doesn't matter i just get to die
2: well, or if you're a republican yeah because it's your own damn fault for getting sick
1: yeah but that thing is i'm not a republican but the republicans have saddled that with me this is what Joe Biden has chosen. He gives a shit about infrastructure and he wants to promote that and just wants to ignore the fact that people are about to lose their homes and their domiciles. And that still during a global pandemic, he's done nothing to give people health care. Yeah, I'm super glad you put shots in arms. Where the fuck is my health care? So before you bomb Syria again or any other fucking country that's threatening our troops where they shouldn't be. Or maybe before you decide to rebuild the freeway system, maybe Americans can be guaranteed the right to see a fucking doctor.: No. <laughs> that message brought to you by the Democratic Party. Just the no part.
2: <laughs> and that's just it. And what gets me about this is this and $15 minimum wage were the biggest talking points on the campaign trail. It was literally COVID vaccines. Universal health care. $2,000 checks. $2,000 checks. Yes, that's right. That became what? Uh, was it? 14,
0: and wasn't it $50,000 for a student? Uh, yeah, $50,000 student,
2: loan, $50, debt? student lo- loan debt relief.
0: Later, he was like, Just flat out, no, No. I'm not doing that. Yeah, which I mean, who's surprised because Joe Biden's
1: the one who helped make it elite, who made it impossible to now declare bankruptcy on student loan debt. Used to be if you got a bunch of predatory loans and all of a sudden you owed somebody 80,000 fucking dollars, you're still making $10 an hour. Uh you could declare bankruptcy and yeah, your credit was fucked for seven years, but you could have a life again after that.
0: Yeah, but nobody gave a shit. But nobody I, cared if not their just their nobody life cared, certain people making like an hour.
1: certain people like Joe Biden were bought and paid for by the banking industry and sold this country out. And now you can't do that. Now if you are saddled with student loan debt, fuck off. You don't need to eat.
2: And, and this is the kind of stuff, these are facts. The, like anybody right now can, as we're saying this stuff, go to Google and just say, hey, Google, is this true? The first 50 fucking results are going to be things that prove us and from legitimate sources. Like there are rec. These are, he's a lifelong career politician. He is on the record on these stances. All right. And part of the reason that, again, we started this podcast is because you're not going to hear this shit from Rachel fucking Maddow.
1: Well, hold on, hold on. Joe Biden was friends with America's favorite token black friend, so it's okay.
2: No, it fucking isn't. And this is why we constantly talk about how liberals want brunch back, because these things have are true, have always been true, will always be true. But whenever we bring them up and start pointing at all the things good old Uncle Joe is getting wrong, everybody on the left will start pointing to the COVID vaccine rollout and the infrastructure plan as if that somehow negates all of these things.
1: The liberals. Point to that.
2: You're right. The liberals, and 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 the reason I get that mixed up is because I mean, as much as I also agree we're all leftists here, I, I view the left as being dominated by liberals.
1: Well, and to be fair, conservatives have been selling us this line forever that everyone that doesn't think women are property and black people should be also are dangerous leftists.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. But you're right. It, we need to make that distinction, and we need to make it louder because uh, liberals are not leftists. They're centrists. Progressives are leftists. Leftists are leftists. Communists are leftists. Socialists are leftists. There's plenty of people that are actual legitimate leftists, and guess what? Not extremists by any normal measure. Not extreme in any way. Go to go to the UK. Go to Canada. Go to any other normal country uh, that's that's a Western uh, nation. Go to France. Like yeah. Bernie Sanders is a is a slightly left of center centrist. Like he,
1: honestly, mostly a centrist in most of Western Europe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: drop Bernie Sanders off in France or Iceland or Germany. And that is a middle of the road old dude.
2: Yeah. Most of the leftists are going to be like, <laughs> we like him, but he's a little too yeah. rep- right reading for us. But in
1: America, yeah. the liberals and leftists, the, the politicians we have to choose from, because remember, Bernie's an outlier here. Again, look at people like Howard fucking Dean, right? Howard you know, Dean has yeah. always been seen as this, this left wing. It's called yeah. a progressive. It's like, called he... a progressive. Now, this this sack of human fucking garbage, and by the way, if anybody could possibly get this out to Howard Dean, which I know will never happen, <clears throat> you suck. You're a piece of crap. You're a traitor. So, traitor Howard Dean to humanity, by the way, and I'll, I'll explain on where this is going, I promise. Uh, traitorous Howard Dean has decided that although American taxpayer money has gone to developing the COVID vaccine. It does not belong to the government, and nor sh- and the government should have to actually fight for it to keep their private IPs on it. So this sack of human crap, Howard Dean, refuses to list himself as a lobbyist, even though he's a full-time lobbyist for the pharmaceutical industry and actually takes paychecks from them. He's currently lobbying... Joe touchy-feely hands rapey Biden uh, to not allow poor nations to develop generics. That's right. There are manufacturers who are chomping at the bit and asking for a waiver just for a short period of time to pump out generic vaccines so that their people don't have to die. And Howard Dean, progressive hero, has decided... That people in Brazil, South Africa, all kinds of other countries shouldn't be allowed to have the vaccine because bitches gotta pay. And if you can't pay, then you get to die. That's that's progress that that's America's progressiveness. That's our that's our liberal wings, are people who've decided the generic drugs that will save lives don't matter. What matters is the profit margin on pharmaceutical stock.
2: And he's not even the first one to do this. We talked about him before, but Cory Booker, who by most accounts is not a bad politician overall, but like he just decided that people in New Jersey don't get cheap access to the insulin because the pharmaceutical industry said no.
1: They paid him a quarter million dollars. Yeah,
2: yeah They paid him a quarter. Yeah. Million. Really, what it was is like, well, this stuff is coming from Canada, and how do we know that Canada's vaccines are safe?
1: Yeah, because Canada's making bunk insulin, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, and that's the worst part about it, is because I I expect this from certain people. I if you told me this was Joe Manchin, I'd be like, well, yeah, I, that that guy just sucks ass on toast. Does that make that that's that's on brand? But Cory Booker. That's the thing about Cory Booker. Is it's like, it's like I, don't, I don't hate Cory Booker. I'm disappointed because Cory Booker's a Boy Scout. Like, you want to talk about a Mr. Smith goes to Washington story? Yeah, very much so. Cory Booker got into politics for all the right reasons, represents an incredibly poor district, gives a shit, goes back there constantly, still lives in his district. Like, Cory Booker gives a damn, or at least did. And it's like, how sad is that? that? Like, we hold our integrity... And our souls up is such high value. And in the end, they sell for so little. Cory Booker took quarter million in campaign donations and just decided that people couldn't afford insulin get to die.
2: Yeah. And I'm sure Cory Booker tells himself, well, because of that money, I was able to stay in politics and I'm going to be able to help so many. Well, yeah, great. But that was
1: your chance to help so many.
2: Yeah, Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't care how many people your dirty money allows you to help. It also caused the death and suffering of how many others. Like you don't it's get to just one human's death and suffering doesn't get negated because you help somebody else. It doesn't work that way.
1: It's like that joke, you know, the the, the guy who's up on the roof during a hurricane and and you know he, the, the water's rising and a boat comes by and they're like, hey, hop in, man. And he goes, no, 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 I'm, I'm 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 praying to God, he'll save me. And they go, like, all right. And they take off and the water gets higher and a second boat comes in and they're like, come on, get in the boat, buddy. And he's like, no, I'm waiting for a miracle from God fuck off and they're like alright crazy pants and they ride off and then a third boat comes right when he's like treading water he's already left the rooftop you know he's praying real hard and they're like hey get in the boat and he's like no wait for God to save me and then he drowns and dies and he gets to heaven he looks at God and he goes what the hell and God's like what do you want I sent you three fucking boats <laughs> it's the same thing Cory Booker wants to help people there was your chance man there was your chance you cannot excuse this that I'm using this to for the greater good that was your greater good you had a shot To actually be a hero and help save lives. And you took dirty money instead and killed people.
2: And not only that, you could have worked it to your advantage and fought for against this stuff. You could have not only not taken that money and let this go through and saved lives, but then you could have gone public about how they tried to buy you the fuck off and how you refused to do it. That would have just as easily gotten you probably more votes for not taking it and allowed us to get a foothold in this fight against a big corporation that is literally killing people. But no.
1: You took the low-hanging fruit.
2: And this is what it means to work within the system to fight for change. You compromise on your values and your integrity until you have become an instrument of that very system. Yeah, I mean, and that's,
1: like, and mm-hmm. that's why – and I don't want to think that people like I hate Cory Booker because that's yeah. that's the problem. That's the tragedy of this is that we have a machine in D.C., that exists and it is so well created to grind good people like cory booker into sellouts and it I, and i'm just i'm wait and i'm I, i'm i'm optimistic that it won't but i'm not i'm i'm truly i'm not optimistic i'm i'm waiting to see aoc get corrupted and i don't want it to happen it you know it, any miracles happen we already have a, a unicorn his name is bernie sanders Alien Omar and AOC could go down the same route, and I hope they do. But if Cory Booker can fall, anybody can. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, but yeah. So don't anyone who calls them who calls people like Howard Dean progressives. This is what's going on. This is what the Democratic Party buys you. They take away your access to cheap insulin, and they try to make sure that poor people in other parts of the planet don't get to don't get to live because America needs to get paid, baby. Speaking of scumbags who kill people, let's talk about America's number one scumbag murderer, Chauvin.
0: Mmm. Uh, this fucking. What a fucking
1: uh, talk about a poster boy for everything wrong with American policing right now.
0: No fucking kidding. This is a guy who has a a a use of force list as long as my fucking arm. And then Four other dudes standing around watching him kill a guy.
1: Hey, just he was just being a hero. He was serving and protecting
0: for mm-hmm. nine serving in half fucking minutes. Nine and Living a half on- minutes
1: of hero work.
0: God, I wish that were fucking true. It's just not. And even if he is convicted, to all of the bootlicking blue lines, blue line matters crowd, he will be a fucking martyr. And that's worse than him getting off.
1: Just like Kyle Rittenhouse. Doesn't matter what kind of a monster you are. It just goes to show you that if you shoot a black man in America, half this country is going to hold you up as a hero. And the other half of white people are going to give you a pass. Because, again, we're all, we're all going to watch Chauvin fucking walk. This is not going to be a guilty verdict. I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think we'll see an acquittal. But we are going to see a hung jury on this one.
0: I I don't know that we're gonna see a hung jury. I think because I've been trying to keep abreast of this as best I can. Because uh, obviously I don't have eight hours a day to sit in front of the TV or YouTube and and watch uh, watch the trial itself. But there's a whole lot of really damning evidence, and you have to understand that they don't actually have to show uh, intent to murder because they're not actually charging him with like first degree or second degree. They're charging him with lesser charges. There's three different particular counts. And all they have to do is show that what he did directly resulted in uh, George Floyd's death for them to actually convict. Uh, I'm not so sure that he's going to walk, but it wouldn't surprise me if he does. Um, Breonna Taylor.
2: Yeah, I, I'm... I'm. So here's... No,
0: but Brianna Taylor wasn't even... F- they weren't even uh, uh, charged with
1: anything. Exactly. And that's our justice system. And you think that justice system is going to put Chauvin away?
2: So I'm 50-50 on this with, with the Chauvin trial. Now, um, there's a lot of interesting things happening here. One of the things that we do know is his entire defense is hinging on the idea that he was doing what he was trained to do. That's like a, a, a cornerstone yeah, of his defense. That's correct. And they have had multiple people, including the current uh, police chief of his precinct, come out and say, categorically, that is not the case. He was not trained to do this. He was out of line. He was wrong. Him, a bunch of others. um, We've had witnesses coming out saying they watched him get murdered. How how the police on scene were not allowing people to render aid. This is not just people in the street, but actual um, first responders that were there. They were not allowed by the cops that were murdering him to render uh, CPR. Which is not also not part of uh, police procedure, and so their defense is being shot down. What I think is interesting, and bears note, is multiple people that are usually part of this, you know, thin blue line, you know, never go against cops crowd, like a police chief, are now coming out against him. Yeah. And what I was mentioning to the to to Chris and Kay before we started is I haven't delved into it, so I'm not going to say this is fact, but there was a few articles I'd skim through that were essentially referencing that since this has happened, there are now more instances of police self-reporting bad behavior. I do not think that this is going to be the norm. What I do think is that everyone, I don't care if you're right or left, you know for a fact that if he gets off, the Rodney King riots are going to look like a cuddly hug fest compared to what will happen i think no, i don't think there's a single person in this country that isn't aware of that fact if he gets convicted it will be for that fact alone it will be to prevent the massive um social upheaval that will come in, that will come because one more piece of shit police officer scumbag got off for murdering someone and rightly so because as we've been saying these things need to happen to scare the shit out of white people to take action.
1: Uh, historically, you're accurate. Off the top of your heads, boys, name me a historic moment in the civil rights of black people in this country.
2: I mean, the, the, I mean, Let's talk about, million
1: man march. No, no. no I mean, where something changed.
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't recall anything. Anyway, end of slavery instant. took the yeah. civil war. Yeah, I mean that's really it. We had to have a
0: fucking war over it, right? What you're, I, I get exactly where you're going. Is is that the only time that there's been any real change? It's been at the hands of violence.
1: Yes, massive violence. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, and that's why I don't think. And the fear of violence isn't one of them, and that's why I don't think it's going to work. I think if if Chauvin gets convicted and serves time it will be a fucking christmas miracle agreed but instead our justice system and the right-wing media is going to have their kiss a pig day and he's going to get off and this motherfucker is going to get acquitted because he's a cop in america
0: yeah i'm just not as sure about it
1: and they are part there is no more privileged class in america than I, i agree with that
0: I'm just saying that I I'm not as sure that he's going to get off simply because the amount of damning evidence. Now, also, we've only hit, seen prosecutions witnesses. We have not seen any of the defenses witnesses, so things may change. But my nickel is, right now is saying that he uh, he gets convicted. Let's call it for the nickel, Matt.
2: So here's the thing: I'm more inclined to to go with Chris on this one. Um, what I was trying to say is if he does not get convicted, it will be for these reasons. But I'm actually with Chris. I have, especially over the last couple of years, lost almost all faith in our criminal justice system when it comes to people of color. I just, I I don't see it. Every single week, we are getting new reports of how minorities and people of color are disenfranchised by police. And every single time we get it, we get people on the right, people in the middle, people on TV coming out to find some way that this instance is okay. Some way that this time it's all right. And it's, it happens every single time. This
1: week, they literally bent his recording to where he told the pig. I didn't, ta- I, I, when he said, I didn't, I didn't do no drugs. And like, no, really, if you listen closely, he says, I ate too many drugs. Because, because that's what people say to cops. Yeah. Pe- people admit to doing yes, drugs. To that's cops. what happened. George, George Floyd, while he was getting choked to death, looked up at Chauvin and said, officer, I've eaten too many drugs.
2: By the way, let me just put this out there. Okay. Yes. I'm a suburban white boy. But I'm a suburban white boy that absolutely has had a history with drug use. Not a single person in the history of doing drugs has ever said the phrase, I ate some drugs. Not even when talking to other fucking drug users.
1: Especially not when talking to the fuzz.
0: Yep. No, never.
1: And as another suburban white boy who has a history of drugs and a history with the police, I have been lawfully and wrongfully arrested. I've been on both sides of that one. And let me tell you, it does not matter if you are guilty or if you are innocent. As a straight, white, cisgendered male, I was abused by the police every time. I can't even imagine what men of color like George Floyd have to go through if they survive the encounter. But that's America. Some asshole walks into a grocery store and shoots five people and we need to have national talks about gun control and executive orders but this shit happens where we have an armed thug patrol nationwide executing people of color every day in this nation it becomes a talking point for pundits where's my executive order biden nope we're gonna build bridges we're not gonna protect people of color from the fucking police we're gonna build bridges and we're gonna have a cop vp you're not gonna get healthcare. You're not going to get not murdered by the state. Nope, nope. you got to build a bridge and do a fucking victory lap. And this is the disappointment I have with the left media, too. You mentioned Rachel Maddow earlier. Let's talk about Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow is a genius. She's a fucking Rhodes Scholar. She's one of the greatest investigative reporters of our time. Um, knows her shit. Is, like I said, She's a fucking genius, and she's amazing at what she does. And she has totally sold out to the dnc she has become the democratic sean fucking hannity everything every time they come out with this shit or they need some no malarkey she spoon feeds us this bullshit and tells people that it's the most progressive and wonderful thing ever yeah this is the country we live in and this is what the democratic party and the liberals do for you Is they will build you a shiny bridge, but they won't stop your black friends from getting fucking murdered. And until someone thinks that this Chauvin trial is one of the most pressing issues in our country today, they don't have a pulse on reality.
2: There are a significant amount of people that don't have that don't take this seriously. When you've got fucking pieces of dog shit cum stains like Steven Crowder doing YouTube videos where it's literally him mimicking fucking George Floyd being murdered while his producer puts his knee on it all, all so that he can make the bullshit fucking argument that, well, if, if you won't have drugs in your system and you aren't resisting arrest, you won't die. This is what he did. Look at fucking up. This motherfucking piece of shit has his producer kneel on his neck lightly, by the way, not with any are near the amount of force that a fucking cop is doing it when he's murdering someone for nine minutes. Oh, well, I'm just saying we need to walk a mile in people's shoes. And no, you're a piece of shit racist. And this, this right here, ladies and gentlemen, this kind of shit is why he got booted from the YouTube partner uh, program. This is why. Because he's a racist piece of shit. You want an example of somebody who doesn't drop the N-word but is still a racist? This right here. That's fucking racism in the modern day.
1: But you're right. Steven Crowder is a perfect example. And so that's why when someone's not an outright racist, when someone condemns horrible brutality but says, well, it's a few bad apples, this is the kind of shit they're talking about. Steven Crowder would agree with you. But a good rule of thumb is if you have a hot take, and it might suffer some criticism, take a good look at who agrees with you. That's at least my litmus test. When I, when I because you know me, I'm a bit of a zealot. When, when I start going off the rails, I'm like, okay, who would agree with this and who wouldn't agree with this? It, it, it's the way I judge whether or not I'm losing it. And if you look around and your ideas on what's going on right now with the Chauvin trial of his murder of George Floyd, and you think anything other than a cab, take a look at who agrees with you. Just take a good look at the people who go, yep, you're right. Take a peek under that red hat they're wearing. See who's on your side. That's a good test of where you are in this country.
2: And that's just it. Just because you don't think you are a racist, if you look around and you see a bunch of fucking racists shaking their head at what you're saying, time to look in the mirror, buddy.
1: Here's my controversial take. If you have so little melanin in your skin that someone would call you white, you're a racist. Racism is institutional. All three of us are racists. I think we're ahead of the curve for people of our complexion. I think we're far ahead of the curve than most of them. But that's not saying much. It's a pretty fucking low bar. But racism is institutional. It's not just a personal preference. Racism isn't just killing black people. Racism isn't wearing a hood. And racism isn't even saying things that kind of suck in polite, you know, in company that's of white people. Racism is an institution. It's a thought process. It's something that is ingrained into us since we are children. And if you are a white person, you don't get a round of applause because you say something right or you unlearn something. It is a, and you're not, and you're done. You don't get to be, you're not Joe Biden. You don't get to be like, well, you know, I was vice president to a black man. So I'm done. Did my job, did my part, saved America. Go whitey. No, it is a lifetime process. All of us, everyone listening. If you're fucking white, you have a lifetime job of unlearning your racism and you will be doing it for the rest of your life and you will never complete it. Because this is America, and it is a racist culture, and a racist governmental system, with racist police, and a racist economy. That's where we live in. It is an unlearning process we will do for the rest of our lives, and that is your job, and that is the bare
0: fucking minimum. And it's not fucking easy.
1: Because people who are darker than you are dying. You can tell off your racist uncle or your cop friends
0: it's not fucking easy. It's never going to be easy. Taking that look in the fucking mirror and understanding that you have it easier than everyone else is not easy. It's not fun. Nobody likes doing it, but it's something that has to be done. You have to understand that you have an advantage and it's not something that was just given to you or something that is taken away it's just the way that it is you are white and you have advantage
1: and you especially don't have disadvantage because that i think is where a lot of the right wingers lose themselves in the i don't have white privilege because i'm poor my life is hard it's not even about having because i agree with you k you do have advantages that is half of it having the advantage is half of it but the other half is not having the disadvantage as well it's a two-sided correct. coin. Yeah.
0: correct
2: for instance, a poor white person is never going to have the same struggles as a poor black person. The poor black person is always going to have it harder.
0: Correct. But it's not about money, it's not about status, it's not about, you know, where you work and what you do. It's the fact that you are white and they are black and regardless of what circumstances there are, they will always have it harder than you.
2: For no other, other no than the bullshit reason what? of the color of their skin. That is the world we live in right or now.
0: Or because the president calls it
1: the Kung flu. And so now Asian people have to start packing heat so they don't get fucking murdered by Republicans in the streets. Or or, or Latinx people who are still having their kids held at a Biden camp. It's not a Correct. detention center. Now and it's Camp Happy Biden that they're all getting crammed into.
0: On that note, Chris, you're you're exactly right. It's not just about black people. It's that white people have it better than anyone else yep. that isn't white. So if you're Asian, if you're black, if you're Latino, if you're uh, First Nations, if you're whatever it is, anything if other you're than not a white, if you are that, you have it easier
1: than all of those other people. And that, ladies and gentlemen, for all of our listeners of color, was our application to get invited to the cookout. Please, please take us to the cookout. So, speaking of hanging out with people we like, what's in the mailbag, Matt?
2: <laughs> well okay the first one comes from our girl north carolina sweetheart base head you know her you love her if you find her tell her she's awesome because she absolutely is um she found out we were doing uh a little bit on uh some of the topics we were discussing tonight so she had a very short and simple message to us that she wanted to get out there a cab put on a fucking mask q got it right republicans are pedophiles short and sweet that's why we like it uh but that's, uh, for, uh, For our good friend, Basehead Faye, we love you, sweetie.
0: That's a pretty concise message right there. Uh, I'm behind it. Full support, right?
2: Next one, we got a long one. Okay. This is from uh, uh, Gary Witzel. He's uh, commented a couple of times. Uh, This one, it was in response to the last episode we did. He said, this episode was perfect. I'm glad you all touched on so many things in this one. It really painted the picture of racist conservatism and how deep rooted it is. The fact that these voter suppression laws and future pieces of similar legislation are not only constitutional violations, but also show the true character of the right. As if the quiet part wasn't loud enough. (laughs) If Democrats at the very least don't push back to change or stop these things, they're no better than the ones who put these pieces of legislation there in the first place. That's part one. Basically just him agreeing with our Georgia voter laws uh, thing. Uh, which is great. We always like it when people give us agreement, but he had a second piece to add. Secondly, I wanted to touch on the immigration issue. In my opinion, if we put minds and money at work to create refined immigration infrastructure, I'm certain there is a more humanized approach to tackling such a disorganized way of of handling people trying to live, work, pay taxes, and contribute to American society. I'll ask the question, why can we federally fund technologically advanced satellites, cell phones, weapons, etc., but when it comes to creating a way for humanity to accept and take care of people, it's as if we're doing the impossible. Anyways, you guys are awesome, and keep up the amazing content.
1: Yeah, I agree, uh, and the reason is profit motive.
2: Yeah, yeah, simple as that. Uh, there's no pro- Yeah, there's no profit in caring for your fellow fellow man. There is profit in advancing technology. And, but again, it goes back to what we've said. We have built a society where the acquisition of wealth is the primary focus and motivating factor in our lives. Mm,
1: Give me that Picard. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There you go. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Trekkies out there, you know what? You know exactly what I'm talking about, my fellow Trekkies. But it's true. It's absolutely true. And the reason we do it is because we've all seemed to just have bought into this lie that the only thing to motivate us is to acquire more things. And it's patently false. It's absurd. Chris has mentioned it several times. If the only thing that motivated people was profit, we wouldn't have survived as a species period. All those cavemen who invented the wheel for profit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Agriculture for profit.
2: Uh, we digress. Uh, Gary, appreciate the response you've reached out to us a couple of times, man. You're absolutely awesome. The next one I got for you uh, so this is a little, so this isn't gonna be as robust as I hoped it would. Friend of the show Justin, main admin for the left uh, you award about group on Facebook had a couple comments about uh, our uh, our AOC spot uh, in the shout out section last week and a couple comments about the episode and he was it looked like he was commenting as they were coming up. so I'm gonna take these in order. comment number one. Kay is driving me insane today with the bits of neoliberal- liberalism, And then Christopher, you comes in to remind him how shitty the Democratic Party is. Emojis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm
1: sorry. I'm always here to spread the bad news about the Democratic Party. <laughs>
2: <laughs> then he comments. And, and, and so that's the general, I think, episode comment. then he comes in with our, our AOC bit. And he's like, and Kay coming to AOC's rescue is expected. Ugh.
1: To be fair, I also came to AOC's rescue, so I have to share some of the game. And this is
2: where it gets fun. About to hear Chris's take. I was so hoping you guys would talk about this. Done. Next comment. I am so disappointed in Chris's response. (laughs) (laughs) Broken hearted, even. (laughs) Wait, great minds think alike. (laughs) I don't see the problem here.
1: Ooh, Speaking of looking around and seeing who's on your side. Ouch.
0: Yeah. Now the the liberals are agreeing with me. Okay. You know what? No, no, I was looking around and seeing who was on my side. It was great. Yeah. But
1: (laughs) if the liberals start, if I start agreeing with the liberals, I got to take a look around.
2: (laughs) So the reason this is funny uh, for a couple of so this is, this is where it started. Now, Justin is actually a friend of mine. Um, uh, We met through the group and he's absolutely amazing. We love him. Uh, He's a comrade for sure. But he is absolutely on board with, with, the, with his AOC uh, is now Pelosi nonsense that none of us agree with. Uh, there are so, probably certain points that, that Chris and I are more apt to agree are, with him.
1: AOC is not Pelosi, but I don't mind that the left wing is raising a very cautious eyebrow at her because I am too. I do, also do not think AOC is not screwing some things up.
2: Yeah. And, and, and we, we mentioned that. Of course. But he's, I think, Nobody's more in the, perfect. Well, he's more in the, in the camp that she's done. It's over with. She is now Pelosi and we need to move on, I think. I don't want to misrepresent him. But this is funny because our buddy Justin here, I'm going to call you out, Justin. You have been saying to me all week through private messages and Facebook responses that you were going to write a rebuttal to that. I gave you the deadline, man, public deadline. I said, get it in today by 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And we'll get it to you. And you didn't. You had your shot. But anyway, Justin, um, I'm just teasing you, brother. Uh, I think think it's a conversation worth having, especially with people like yourself, because we don't agree fully on this. But you aren't the Jimmy Dore ilk. You aren't the ranting and raving, nonsensical, no basis for your arguments. You're the kind of person we want to engage with. Like we've said many times, we want to hear from people that disagree with us. It makes for good conversation.
0: And that's the difference, though. Show me where I'm wrong, and I'll change my mind. We don't have enough time yeah, on the podcast I for don't. that one, buddy. But <laughs> no, on, on this specific issue is what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, like, show me exactly where I'm wrong, where she's becoming Pelosi, and I'll agree with you. I have uh, health care. But that didn't happen, apparently. Here's
1: the thing, and here, here's where I'm going to defend our listener here. Jimmy Jor is doing it for the, the cred. There's a difference between this version of it's almost like virtue signaling. You know, Jimmy yes. Dior is is virtue signaling. He's trying to throw a stink about AOC to show how pretty he is. Whereas our listener here, even if he's a little, you know, further down the hate train than we are, has legitimate criticisms based in reality and fucking praxis. Yeah. And I will not fault that. Even though even if I give AOC a little more leniency than maybe even I should. That's fine, but I also don't think people who disagree with that are wrong. I think there's a lot of validity to criticizing the hell out of AOC. Jimmy Dore is not doing this in good faith, and that's At the all. difference.
0: Yeah. Oh, I agree. He's doing it for clout. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the only reason why he does it. He does it because he wants the clout associated with it. And and I got to say Justin, if if you honestly if you have a differing opinion I'm happy to hear it. If that information is true, I'm happy to change my mind. I just don't see it that harshly yet. Wait, the left and side it, is
1: arguing and debating yeah,
0: and that, fighting and fighting. Things. Yeah. This, this is how we do things, bro. Get up with the times. I'm shocked.
2: <laughs> One last thing I want to add to this too, and, and I'm guilty of this and I've had time to think about it. We also have to be able to get to the point where defending AOC doesn't mean that we're all suddenly liberal shills. And we also have to get to the point where just because you're going after AOC for legitimate things doesn't mean you suddenly suck in our Jimmy Dore cultists. What is this nuance like, you speak of? Yeah, like we can have these disagreements. And the reason I wanted to bring the shout out, even a little bit to tease Justin, but also he's one of the few people that I found that I can disagree with And he's not going to pull that shit. He doesn't go with the ad hominem attack. He listens. And not a lot of people do that, liberal or leftist. And we need to get to that point where we can have these discussions honestly without just going on the attack and and just say, well, you're just now a shill. Fuck you. That's dismissive and it's a bad argument.
1: Give, give us the it's, fact. It's always been a bad argument. And there's times to do that. You know, again, when someone's coming at you in bad faith, you know, when someone's doing their toilet paper, USC, I'm just asking questions like you yeah, fuck off. I, I have no interest in having this disingenuous conversation with you. That's not the same when the left talks to each other. And I agree. Like, I think we that's one of the things that we need to be better at is hearing each other out.
2: Uh, the last one I want to touch on is um, something that like you guys have already seen this. But it means a lot. Um, this is from our Twitter user, JerseyGirl782. Uh, she recently just started following the show. I think it was during our uh, our Death in the U.S. Uh, podcast, episode 15. And she this comment is in reference to that. So this is what she writes. After 20 years of arguing with my husband about the death penalty, uh, he's for it, she's against it, and getting nowhere, I played episode 15 of the alt podcast for him. He listened to the whole thing and immediately says, Quote, I really need to rethink my position on this. End quote. So thanks, guys. You did the impossible. This is from Jersey Girl 782. And the reason I wanted to, uh, to give her this shout out and make special mention is because this is what we hope to accomplish. Like, personally, I don't know about you guys. I don't want to speak for you. But for me, if this ended tomorrow, It would have been worth it for this comment alone. Like I want to help change people's minds and get people to reevaluate their positions. And if we did that for just one person, fucking worth it. I don't care if we never get another listener again. I'll do this show forever if I have to now. Mission
0: achieved. I'm just here for the free coffee. Yeah. There's free coffee. Oh, I didn't tell you about the free coffee.
2: Dude, it's just for you
1: and me. I, 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 fuck, I don't, dude. You gotta tell me when something's uh, secret.
0: You um, guys are horrible people.
2: at <laughs> <And homonym> attack.
1: <laughs> well, I think that is the most positive and kind thing I have heard about our cast yet, and thank you very much for that. And on that note, that finally, uh, the, the one nugget of happy in this very depressing week we've had. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Uh, things are still getting real. Keep fighting the good fight. Watch this show in space. We'll see what happens. Fight for truth and science and vaccines. Fight against pedophiles and people excusing them. Fight against our leadership, even if they're on your team, for not giving you things like health care and the basic necessities to live. We'll see you next week. We will be here. Please, in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, the revolution is you.